0: Talk Radio
1: I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word I'll make it a lamp to my feet and a light to my path It's words I will hide in my heart
0: That I might not sin against God
1: Don't you know that I believe, I believe
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your hosts, Levi and Matthew Miller. Tonight, we get in the saddle for an excursion into a, well, a prophetic code in the Bible, which is the thing that is most popularly known as Lador Vador. Now, the Jewish people use this uh, as a means, a mechanism to teach the children about. Uh, The Jewish religion However you take a look at the root words And you quickly come to the realization That this means age to age The root word for that door Means a revolution Or a cycle A turning That's what it means It should be properly translated age to age And in the Masoretic text This is exclusive to the book of Psalms It's in 12 chapters Now, everybody will immediately realize that, well, that's how long the bati for the book of Asaph is, 12 chapters. This also correlates to the book of Korah. So, when we take a look at this, um, it's pretty interesting. And every time you see this phrase mentioned, it directly pertains to the two ages. There are two separate types of ages. So... With that in mind, let's get Levi on here and his opening comments because he wants to talk about uh, maybe even two chapters tonight that this sequence is in. But um, we discussed it earlier, and it seems to him that Psalms 102 and Psalms 106 jumped out at him, although I don't know if we'll have the time to cover both of those chapters tonight. But Levi, your opening comments and uh, your thoughts on this sequence being in the book of Psalms.
1: Um. Well, I think you're really on to something with the um with the la- the Ladar Vadar um, um with with that um that code because um if you listen to the to the whole chapter of Psalm 102, you can kind of see something peculiar
0: happening well i i definitely uh agree you mentioned this this idea to me earlier of um well an elevation uh and that caught my attention as well so this this chapter is 28 verses long did you want me to read it or would you like to read it I'd like to read it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just tell the listener what version you're reading out of.
1: I'm reading out of the NASB. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day that I call. Answer me steadily. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned like a hearth. My heart is stricken and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Because of the sound of my groaning, my bones cling to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I lie awake, and I am like a sparrow alone, the housetop. My enemies reproach me all day long. Those who deride me swear an oath against me, for I have eaten ashes like bread, and mingled my drink with weeping, because of your indignation and your wrath, for you have lifted me up and cast me away, my days are like a shadow that lengthens, and I wither away like grass. But you, O oh Lord, shall endure forever, and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for the time to favor her, yes, is that time has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones. And show favor to her dust. So the nation shall fear the name of the Lord. And all the kings of the earth. Your glory. For the Lord shall build up Zion. He shall appear in his glory. He shall regard the prayer of the statute. And shall not despise their prayer this will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created by my praise of the Lord for he looked down from the height of his sanctuary from the head from heaven the earth viewed the Lord viewed the earth To hear the groaning of the prisoner. To release those appointed to death. To declare the name of the Lord in Zion. And his praise in Jerusalem. When the peoples are gathered together. And the kingdoms to serve the Lord. He weakened my strength in the way. He shortened my days. I said, oh my God. Do not take me Away in the midst of my days. Your years throughout all generations. Of old you laid the foundation of earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish. But you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak you will change them. And they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will have no end. The children of your servants will continue, and their descendants will be established before you.
0: Boy, that that verse does speak a whole lot about elevation, but uh, your opening comments, Levi, what's, what's your thoughts about what's being talked about here?
1: um well I think that um I think that there is something you know major going on here with you know gene genealogy and um I don't know like it feels like I don't know it has a lot to do with um the formation of the earth and, you know, kind of like energy. I don't know.
0: Well, it it certainly does. Uh, when you get into – well, when you take a serious look at this, uh, you realize he's he's overtly telling you that there's two different time periods. And one we all know is the days of Noah. The other is what we're in now. Unfortunately, Jesus says we're going back to the days of Noah. So this is obviously the two ages in reference here, but overtly um, obvious uh, that this is talking about a time when God does not hear your prayers, which that's detailed uh, to seemingly be a time... In the midst of many waters, in the flood of many waters, he's not going to hi- he's going to hide his face from uh, his children on his great day. Uh, the book of Revelation chronicles this as the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne, and he says that very clearly here. Um, he says that he literally uh, looks down; he's physically here, uh, looking uh, over these. Well. What's taking place. Uh, And here. uh, The person praying. Is literally asking. Literally requesting for Operation Eagle's Wings. uh, To be taken to a place that's been prepared for them by God. It says. uh, Verse 10. Because of your indignation and your wrath. For you have lifted me up. And cast me away. Now. Immediately you get the ideas. Of being cast into the outer darkness. And you begin to realize that um, something is happening here. And he repeatedly mentions grass, too. Uh, verse 11. My days are like lengthened shadow, and I will wither away like grass. This this has uh, overt significance to uh, the Valley of Dry Bones and uh, those that are of the first resurrection, no doubt about it, um, Well case in point Isaiah chapter 66 verse 14 You will see it and your heart will rejoice And your bones shall flourish like tender grass And the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants And he will have indignation against the enemies And uh, going even further uh, Isaiah chapter 51 verse 12 I, even I and he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of a man who shall die, and as the son of man who is to be made as grass? This is overt, overtly talking about uh, the Valley of Dry Bones and those that uh, are going to be a part of the first resurrection. Unfortunately, uh, we know that, uh, well, they are the Omega Martyrs. We know that one of the seals, uh, when it's broken, God tells the martyrs that are at the altar uh, to wait until their number has been completed. And, of course, chapter 7 gives you the rest of that number. It, it, it tells you there's 144,000 of these. And it seems like to me this is exactly what it's talking about. Um, you're talking about exactly a type of prayer. That those that had been sealed by God and are going to be beheaded, just like Revelation clearly states, it's like it's like that's who it's talking about. Your thoughts?
1: Um, I feel like a lot of this chapter has to deal with famine. Oh no, it's it's weird. Like withered grass and my bones cling to my skin. Kind of like you know, he's not getting enough nutrients.
0: Exactly. Um, you know it, it,
1: it. And then there's one thing I don't understand. It's uh, verse three: "For my days are consumed like smoke." What does that mean,
0: Levi? Very strange things happen. Um, we know what happened in Goshen. For some strange reason, that place in Egypt, uh, well, the light shone during the plague of darkness there, and they seemed to be protected. Um, even though they were there in Egypt and the plagues was going on all around them, they seemed to be protected. And it seems here that – well, I've, I've tried to describe this before. But it seems to me that those that are taken to a place that's been prepared for them by God on Operation Eagle's Wings, Revelation chapter 12. When that of it happens, I think the machination at play here and the reason why God says that they will long for death, but God tells death to flee from them, is that we're like a a battery or we are like a magnet and this event is like those that are taken on Operation Eagle's Wings becomes the positive post. And all of the negative uh, particles flow into the positive post. We know that's what creates a circuit. It seems to me that's what's at play here. Literally, uh, those that are in a place prepared are literally draining the life out of those that are in the outer darkness, which is the rest of the planet. That's literally the rest of the planet. So it's, it's interesting how he talks about his days being con, uh, consumed like smoke, uh, his bones having been scorched uh, like in a hearth. It, it gives you the idea that he's trying to describe himself being a grounding rod, for uh, electricity and now one thing we, we do need to, to realize that it's amazing the overt examples here used in verse 6 uh, the descriptions there and verse 7 it has very bad poor tenses as to what is going on in this outer darkness but we also have to consider this now Uh, one of the articles that I like to use is uh, from the Daily Mail back in uh, September 24th of 2010. They actually put their theories to the test and they proved uh, that uh, using the most accurate atomic clocks ever invented, the researchers showed that the clocks run faster if they're raised by just 12 inches. Uh, So here when he's talking about Zion and elevation, we have to remember that Mount Zion is wherever he is. That's clearly defined in the book of Hebrews that uh, we have come to a heavenly Zion.
1: Well, it appears to me like Zion is um, the power source. I don't know. It's kind of like um, I don't know. It's almost kind of like God is kind of like at the center of that power source controlling things I guess
0: well right that's that's why uh, I liken this to a battery or an electric circuit yes you're saying that that he's the power source and those in the outer darkness what's being described here in Psalm 102 is they are the grounding rod uh, that's really the,
1: the yeah, yeah I think the grounding rod would probably be Zion then wouldn't it
0: no it would be the power source so that would be the negative end
1: so what's the power that's running through it
0: I think that's beyond our pay grade I'm not sure what this power is whether it's life itself I don't know
1: maybe the Lord is the power and Zion is this um is is just like I don't know like the the rod or whatever you were talking about, the power source.
0: Right. Well, there's you know, like I stated, uh, they've already proved that gravitational line, you know, time dilation is real. We've we've already proved it. So this may be why he's talking about these. Well, this this days, uh, you know, his days being uh uh. Taken for a better source of the word um, it's just absolutely amazing him him using this type of well of language uh you know verse ten because of your indignation and your wrath for you have lifted me up and cast me away. there is no doubt that whoever is speaking here is speaking from the vantage point of verse eleven. My days are like a lengthened shadow, and I wither away like grass. It's like time is being sucked from those in the outer darkness and given to those that's been taken to a place prepared for them by God. Um, But all these mention of days here, there is no doubt about it. Uh, Well, verse 13. Uh, you will arise, or raise, elevation, and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to be gracious to her. So, literally, he's coming out and telling you that, yes, this time is going to happen. You continue, for the appointed time has come. This is his day. This is the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne. Um, And... And I just take note of verse 14 when he mentions the stones. And it, well, it's a real good way to to talk about this in lieu of Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is the triumphal entry. But remember uh, what Jesus stated whenever they tried to stop them from crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. He warned them, if you stop them, the stones will cry out. Uh, So literally here... Uh, This is really a reference back to what Jesus was referencing there, this time when we become the uh, uh, stones uh, of his temple, uh, literally speaking. And we know that, that there is no earthly temple here. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit now uh, since, of course, the day of Pentecost. But... this is when he puts us together. When we're gathered together, that's when he built. That's why he says in verse 16, For the Lord has built up Zion. He has appeared in his glory. There is no doubt about it. That's what he just stated prophetically. He just told you point blank range that Zion was literally going to be built when he appears in his glory. You've got to be talking about. Not the day of Christ, you're talking about the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne. And particularly uh, the very next verse. This will be written for the generation to come. This will be chronicled in the 1,260 days. This is the time in question. I mean, verse 19, he comes right out and says... For he looked down from his lofty height, from heaven the Lord gazed upon earth. This is when he does this. This is why the book of Revelation, that when he exits, that's why you have this mysterious silence in heaven for half an hour. And the very next verse, we can liken this to exactly what he tells to the martyrs in the first place. He tells them to look, uh, you know, they're crying out. How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you avenge us, until you avenge our blood? Uh, Verse 20, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to set free those who were doomed to death. Now, look, those that are left in the outer darkness, were told point blank, they are going to be beheaded. You either take the mark of the beast, you receive that mark, or you give your head. That's the only options that you have. Uh, So, this verse 23, saying he has shortened my days, that's the only way that that I can describe this, is what we have proven with gravitational time dilation. Somehow, we are stealing time from those in the outer darkness. Uh, It's just that's the only thing that that makes sense uh, in this entire context. Um, and here it speaks about the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne again, because we know during the sixth seal, we know Isaiah 24, la di everybody automatically knows what's what's happening. Verse 15, so the nations will fear the name of the Lord, because they're not going to until he has this day, and all the kings of the earth are your glory. That happens only on the great day of you who sitteth upon the throne. That's the only time it happens. It doesn't happen any other time. So, literally, uh, this in verse 12, the uh, the sequence of Lador vedor. there is no doubt about it that he's talking about this is when we go back to the days of Noah. This is during the 1,260 days. This is during the 42 months. This is during times, time, and a half time. There's just no doubt about it in my mind. So, your counter thoughts, I guess.
1: Um, yes, what does it mean when it, says, when it mentions the garment when it, in verse 26?
0: It says, Even they will perish, but you endure, and all of them wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them, and they will be changed. Literally, he tells of this in the Bible before, that the earth is going to wear out like a garment. So when you go back, well, look at it this way. The things that are going on described in Isaiah chapter 24. He tells us point blank that the earth begins to stagger in its orbit around the sun. And if he don't step in, all life will perish. So he does this right at the crux of when it's going to be endgame, unless he comes back, unless he gets off his throne, comes back here and intervenes, and literally sets things straight. This is why he uh, takes us from our uh, axial tilt that we're on right now and stands us up, i.e., we go terra erectus. He stands the earth up. He does this. Because if he doesn't intervene, literally things are going so haywire that all life will be extinguished if he does not do this. So he literally takes off one age, and let me explain to you what one age is. This is the time you're in now. You're at 365 days a year that are 24 hours in length. He takes that off and he puts on a new garment. And those garments... Temporally have a different dimension The Bible tells you point blank That these are 360 day years So we're missing 5 days The years get 5 days shorter But the day also is decreased by one third. Now when that happens We're only going to have 16 hour days So literally speaking This is one game And during the 1,260 days, it's a completely different time game. Time is completely different. They're completely changed. He doesn't alter me. He doesn't come back here and fix it. It's not what he said. He's going to change them altogether. And he's talking about the heavens and the earth, time itself. This is how time is reckoned. You have the belt in the heavens, which is the ecliptic, and the belt of earth, which is uh, the equator, which can be extended out into the heavens, uh, this mechanation is time that that is time. So he's literally saying that this entire house is going to be put in order. it's gonna be put in order. So um, this this fabric of time is literally going to be changed altogether altogether
1: so. So we're all kind of like components of time.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, well, because he doesn't experience time. He sits on the throne. That means he is the creator. Everything below him is created. He is not created. He is the Lord God. So you are exactly correct that – well, it's, it's like the old adage that um, if a tree falls in a forest, does anybody hear it? Is there a sound if there's no one to hear it? This is an age-old question. Well, is there time if there's no one to experience it? That means we are a component in of itself of time. Because wherever God's at, you don't have to worry about time, do you? So let's go back to when he come down and had a chit-chat uh, with Abram. And by extrapolation when he changed his name to Abraham. There's no way we can know if Abraham actually experienced missing time during his conversation with God. There's no way to know. But literally, did time stop when God came down and talked with Abraham? I would say most probably. So, yes, we are a component of time. Time is extinguished through us it's like a flame well it's just like a burning bush you'll take note look levi the bible clearly tells you that the bu- that the bush the <laughs> i'm so excited i'm tongue tied the bur- the bush burned but it was not consumed correct correct the only way that can happen levi is if time had stopped in that bush It was burning, but it was not experiencing the time required to be consumed. To be consumed, that requires time. It takes time for a bush to be turned to ash. Do you agree?
1: Correct, yes. It does
0: not do that instantly, does it? It can't. That takes time. So there's only one way that bush was burning without being consumed. It, wasn't so, experience, it was not experiencing gravitational time dilation. It, it just wasn't.
1: So during this time that it's speaking about, time it's speeding up, correct? Because, or is it slowing down because we're going higher?
0: Well, it'd be speeding up.
1: Because it says, um, it says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion, does that mean and it says, my days are like a shadow that lengthens
0: that's right, that lengthens uh, (laughs) so so
1: that means that time is getting slower?
0: No time is going by faster this is why I I already said it to you, but I guess you didn't hear me, you didn't understand what I was saying we're going to lose five days right now we got 365-day years, but we're going to 360-day years. Right now, the day's 24 hours in length. But in this time, time speeds up, and the day goes by in only 18 hours. Or, Or 16 hours, I'm sorry. You understand? Yeah. And that's literally what he just stated, and literally, like that article that I quoted from, Let me read it one more time. The phenomenon called gravitational time dilation has been demonstrated by putting atomic clocks on jumbo jets and flying them at high altitudes. So... They proved it. They have proved it.
1: So, when I first read this, I didn't think it had anything to do with time. I just thought it had something. I understand it now. But when I first read it, I I guess I wasn't thinking about it because he, like, he, like, repeatedly is saying how, but you, O Lord, shall endure forever. That's and right. And things like that. like
0: He's repeatedly telling you that God does not experience time. He is the creator, not the created. Mm-hmm. Just like how we are alive. We're not alive by breathing air or drinking water or none of that crap. We are alive because he gave us his breath of life. Okay, so, so the breath of life goes from his nostrils into your nostrils, right? Then you're alive. Now, this is one thing that's confused scientists and doctors forever. Because the instant you die, there's no reason for you to be dead. Because you've got a heart, you've got all the chemicals are there, your body's warm. Why are you not alive? They don't know, Levi, and they can never know because what animates you is not electricity in your brain. It's just not. We know that. You can be brain dead and your heart still be beating. We know that. You can prove it. So what animates you is his breath of life. But that came from him. It came from a place and goes to a place, which is you. So you experience the breath of life. So God doesn't need it. But it's, it's, well, I can't, it's above my pay grade. It's beyond my level of IQ. Um,
1: it almost seems like, um, God isn't like everything else, but, I mean, in this world, everything ha- is, exists within a circuit or a loop. Like every concept. Yes. Like time. Yes. You know, um, how the earth spins, and um, our heart and our, our circulation system, and it all revolves, or, or we we all revolve around and around and around.
0: Right. Which God
1: is, doesn't God doesn't do anything like that.
0: No he because you don't spin in the center, Levi. Okay. Let's take a bicycle wheel. Every single place on that wheel is turning except the exact center of it. It doesn't move. Now, if you go one milli-inch away from it, it's going in a circle, right? Mm -hmm. But the axis point, it does not move. It's the only place it doesn't move. Uh, This is why we know time is isochronal. Therefore eschatology is isochronal we know time is cyclical let's look let's just let's just read through the verses all right Ecclesiastes one nine and ten that which has been is that which will be and that which has been done is that which will be done for there is nothing new under the sun is there anything of which one might say, see this it's new already it has existed for ages which were before us Ecclesiastes 2 twelve. So I turn to consider wisdom, madness, and folly. For that will men do? Who will come after the king? Except which has already been done. Ecclesiastes 3:15. That which has already, and that which has been already been. For God seeks what has passed by. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 10. Whatever exists has already been named, and it is known what man is. For he cannot dispute. With him who is stronger than he. Isaiah 46.10. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times. Things which have not been done. Saying my purpose will be established. And I will accomplish my good pleasure. All of these verses say one thing. Life is a circuit. Energy is performed in a circuit. Time goes in a circuit. Everything is isochronal. Except him who sitteth upon the throne. He is that center point. He is that axis well, of creation itself.
1: Yeah. Um well I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel like the center of creation is Zion and he just is there. It's just a place it's just a place that right. he's created right. to be. Right.
0: right. It's it, it it's it's his center. It says, well, there's no better way to put it than he's thrown Levi. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have to be there, like I just said. The Bible clearly states there's coming a day when he comes here himself to have a look see. And there's just ramifications. This uh, Zephaniah chapter 2 and 3, everything is going to happen when he does this. Isaiah chapter 24, I, I, marvelous things. And we already talked about um, he obviously uh, decided to come talk with Abraham uh on multiple occasions. Uh we know that beyond any shadow of a doubt. So uh I can't use any better uh phraseology than what he himself uses. That's where his throne is. it's it's this it's this energy it's not only the source of energy and power, it's obviously the source of this breath of life. It it is the source, but he don't have to sit there he can he can get up and uh well uh the book of Daniel plainly states that he takes his seat so he obviously had gotten up so there is just no no debating of this uh just from the book of 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 Daniel um and it just amazes me how people just don't get it or I don't know. I I think it is that they don't believe it. They literally, uh, it's either too wonderful for them or something. I don't know the machination, but it, 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 look, this is quite clear. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. You, you can't get away from it. I kept looking until thrones were set up. And the agent of Days took his seat. You better swallow it. He was not sitting down on his throne, Levi. Let's go and read it. Why, why is the next thing he, he mentions is this? His vesture was like white stone. Why is he mentioning his garment, Levi? Um. Uh, uh, let's go on. And the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were burning fire. You don't have to like it. He's giving you the same type of idea. That's why he keeps talking about garments here in Psalm chapter 102.
1: So what is the garment supposed to be?
0: Well, Levi isn't... Go- <laughs> Son, what is the thing closest to your, your body right now?
1: Clothes.
0: What's closer to you than your clothes? Nothing.
1: You're, nothing.
0: Nothing. Nothing like that. So what did I explain about the axis in that wheel? What's the only place that does not spin? That's it's him. Funny. That's him. But his garment is right next to him. And if you even move a milli-inch, if you move a billionth of an inch, it starts going around in a, in a circle, right? Right. And that's what he's saying. And that is the pert look. Oh, son… Let's go back 4,000 years. How are you going to relate this information the way I just did, but you happen to use terminology from 4,000 years ago? Let's say um, I'm not allowed to use these technical definitions like uh, uh, gravitational time dilation. You don't know what an airplane is, and you have no idea what an atomic clock is, so you have no idea – I can't even tell you that, yeah, they already proved that the higher you go, uh, time moves distant, uh, differently. It, it goes by faster. We've proved this. You can't do that 4,000 years ago, Levi. The only thing you can do is God must define a place where he's supposed to be. 4,000 years ago, what was that? Where was the king supposed to be, Levi? You didn't go looking uh, at the grocery store for the king, did you? No. You knew if you had to talk to the king, where did you go?
1: To Rome.
0: That's right. That's where he was. Now, if you want to describe what is closest to his physical person, you're going to say his clothes. That's what he's done. That that that's that's exactly what is done in Psalm chapter one oh two. And he was trying to tell you that. Look, there are two times there. It it is. La door, they door. Age to age or epoch to epoch is even a better way to put it.
1: Mm -hmm. But a lot
0: of people today don't understand that language. But literally speaking, and the, the, the ramifications that Christ has already told you, you are going back to the days of Noah before Jesus returns. He just point blank tells you. He's got no problem telling you the information. But on top of that, he tells you how long this time period is. For one thousand two hundred and sixty days, it's going to be a different age. It's going to be it's going to be vador instead of lador. You understand in 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 Hebrew?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the only way to translate these fantastically complex scientific data. Is explaining it like God's garments, like God's throne. Time is going by different. Uh, 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 he's on an elevated place looking down, and time has changed. And the only way for you to know that is early <laughs> – as the day is almost over, the sun is close to the horizon, so your shadow is really long, right? Right. How else are you going to say that 4,000 years ago? Levi, that <laughs> that time is going to be stretched out for you.
1: It'd be kinda hard.
0: No, it wouldn't. There's only one way you could do it describing your shadow being enlarged or lengthened. That's exactly what he did. Look, man, for real. Two thousand years ago, you need to explain to me how God is going to make time go by faster or be longer or bigger. Tell me what could you have used that is better than a shadow? Nothing. There's nothing you could come up with. I mean, you could say a boat and God makes your boat longer. I, I guess you could say that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But you going down a stream has got nothing to do with time. It's just how fast the water's going or how fast you're paddling. However... A phenomenon directly related to the sun going down and time is your shadow getting longer. It's, it's, look son. it's the perfect way to relay this information not only 4,000 years ago, but today. It's, it's the best way to relay this information. And to me, it's, it's too wonderful for me what what is being discussed here. What the, the information that he's relaying, it's, it, it boggles my mind. Straight up. It boggles my mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, concepts like that thousand years ago, whenever this was written, probably be, I mean, I wouldn't get this the first time I read it. I mean, the first time I read it, I didn't think it had anything to do with time. Well, would have never crossed my mind
0: well please explain to me why because when I read it I, I, so you're saying that you read this before and you didn't see time at all well, what did you see uh, please explain it to your dad because I really do need to know this when you read this chapter what on earth did you think it was talking about please please tell me
1: I thought it was talking about how um I thought I was talking about how God, um, you know, hears other people's prayers and stuff like that, you know?
0: So, you, you know, you, you've you had the, the parent prophecy drilled into your head. You've had it drilled into your head that uh, God promises Abram that he's going to have two different types of seed – one seed is going to be like the stars of the heaven. The other is going to be like the dust of the field, right? Right. So what were you thinking when you read verse uh, uh, verse 14? Read verse 14 again.
1: For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. I didn't know what to think of that one.
0: Well, he just came out and told you the seed this is pertaining to. His children would be like the stars of heaven and the what? The dust of the earth. He's telling you that those that's been taken to a place that's been prepared for them by God, they have become these stones in Mount Zion. And they feel pity on the other children that have become like the dust because they've been thrown in the outer darkness.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. Because yeah, cause dust is, cause stones. What what's more plentiful, dust or stones?
0: Exactly, exactly. And you don't use dust to build Zion. Yeah. You don't. You don't use dust to build anything. I mean, you can make piles with it. That's it. But there can be no doubt. Verse fifteen. You know, the kings of the earth will never do this. They will never fear the name of the Lord, and they will never fear his glory until the great day of Hughes, until they witness the event. Then they shall fear God, but you can bet your bottom dollar they're not going to do verse fifteen until that day. So he literally just came out and told you uh when this is when this is happening. I mean you don't have to like it, but I mean let's go to <coughs> Sorry. Let's go to uh, uh, Revelation C, because you're going to hear exactly what we just talked about. Now, now listen, Levi. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Um, uh, Revelation uh, chapter 6, the six-seal event. This is the event horizon. This is the day when we go from Lador to Vador. This is it. I looked, and when he broke the six-seal... And there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree cast its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Then, now, just so happens to be, this is also verse 15, so if you can't put... Uh, Psalms 102 verse 15 with Revelation chapter 6 verse 15 you probably are mathematically impaired verse 15 then the kings of the earth and the great men the commanders, the rich, the strong and every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains and they said to the mountains and to the rocks, "Fallen us and hide us from the presence of him who sitteth upon the throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of the wrath is coming who is able to stand. Period. This is the only time all the kings of the earth does this thing. It's the only time. So if you're reading uh, Psalms 102 and you don't know what it's talking about. It's because you haven't read the sixth seal event. The event Horizon for when we are cast headlong back to the days of Noah. It's just look, that's just the way it is. Now you know what Jesus says about these things because uh, uh, you know in the days of Noah they were eating and drinking, right? Remember. All right, let's read verse nine. For I've eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. He's literally just told you. Right before the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne, they're going to be eating and drinking and giving and being given in marriage. And now you know what they're going to be eating after the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne.
1: Yeah, that is kind of ironic.
0: I mean, he don't have a problem telling you, man. He, co- Why would you be trying to eat carbon? You realize he just said he was eating ashes. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? What would happen if you ate ashes? You know... It, it, it makes you wonder if anybody has taken the time to research that. What would happen if you ate ashes? But anyway, uh, it's just amazing to me. Oh, it's just amazing to me that people will read Psalms 102 and not have a remote clue that this is talking about the 144,000 from Revelation chapter 7 that are marked. For death, because they cannot take the mark of the beast. They are beheaded. This is all over. This is really what the book of Revelation is about. It, it, it you can't get around it. Now look, it states very plainly. It, it states very plainly. Now, now look. It just blew me away Oh, okay. Remember what I read That thrones were set up From Daniel chapter 7 This is Revelation Chapter 20 verse 4 This is what happens To those people that were sealed by God Literally in sealing them They were marked for death They couldn't take the mark of the beast So this is what happens Then I saw thrones And they sat on them And judgment was given to them and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead or on their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the power of death has no power. They will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. They do not get to be a part of the bride, Levi. The bride gets to be on vacation and not have to worry about anything because these 144,000 that were beheaded come back to life. The Valley of Dry Bones prophecy. This is what it's about. This is why this is why Isaiah, cha- or Psalms chapter 102, had to mention this correlation with the grass and the bones and everything else. That's that's the reason why. That it, because what I just read you don't make no sense. Unless it's been explained to you in chapters like Psalms 102. I, I mean, to me it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So, Look, literally Verse 20 is what These 144,000 are going to be doing Before they're beheaded To hear the groaning of the prisoner To set free those who were doomed To death They've been left out in the outer darkness, Levi It was right here Oh my goodness
1: What's the outer darkness?
0: Well It's the rest of the planet We are after the great day of who sat up upon the throne, God does this thing and He stands us up. Then He gathers us together in what is called Operation Eagle's Wings, and He takes to us to a place like Goshen, where somehow there was light during the a plague of darkness. Then the entire tribulation plays out. We're here on the earth, Levi, but mm, we're not experiencing anything. You understand? Yeah. So the outer darkness is the rest of the planet. So, well, unfortunately, this takes place after verse 16. Verse 16 is literally Operation Eagle's Wings when we're taken to the tabernacle of David. But these 144,000, they have to complete the number of the martyrs at the altar i'm I'm just I'm just not lying that this is the whole reason look let's read it revelation chapter six verse nine. When the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained, and they cried out with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And there was given to each of them a white robe. And they were told that they should rest a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who were to be killed even as they had been, would be completed also. So, you literally keep reading, waiting to be given a number. That number is the very next chapter. You realize that Revelation chapter 7 is right after the chapter I just read. So they have been doomed. (sighs) But yet they come back to life. Their bones sprout as grass, as I've already detailed in multiple chapters. Uh, Everything discussing with these uh, dry bones coming to life Isaiah chapter 51 Isaiah chapter 66
1: so uh, these are martyrs? yes so why are the martyrs doing?
0: because they must complete the number of the martyrs of those at the altar in heaven that's why God tells them to wait their number must be complete now why does their number have to be complete? you don't understand it And I don't understand it, but we know exactly what Psalms 102 has already taught us. That the time was correct. The time was correct. He plainly stated that. That this was the correct time to do this. I mean, look, Levi, read Psalms 102, verse 13. Read it one more time.
1: You will arise... And have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her yes the set time has come do you
0: have any questions about what that means all we know is is that time marches forward it's numbered it it there's increments of time and for some reason this is directly correlated with the number of Of martyrs at the altar in heaven And they're the only ones to go to heaven Levi, when you die, you've been taught You ain't going to heaven Only martyrs are taken to heaven If you be A Christian You go to paradise You don't go to heaven So Levi, this is above my pay grade I don't know All I do know is that All the martyrs That have been martyred well, you said it best yourself that we are a component of time, correct? I wish I could explain it to you, son, but I just don't have the processing power in my brain, and I don't think no man does. Somehow, these martyrs at that altar, which is very extremely close it, – it, it would be the closest thing to God's throne, right? The closest thing to his throne where he's sitting would be this altar, right? Right? Somehow they are a component and somehow they make the season full. They make time complete. I don't know how to explain it. (sighs) The number of martyrs at that altar somehow is like the leaves budding in springtime. Do you understand? To us, it depends on how many hours we have in the day, what month of the year it is, because that makes it warm. So, spring is due to temperature and time duration of hours of the sun in the sky. Okay? Well, somehow, the number of martyrs at that altar, they are a mechanism of this time as well. You understand? And uh, I, I can't explain it to you. I just know it to be true, because that's what God said. So, I am trying to explain things that are just beyond me. It's beyond you, but uh, you stated it best. Somehow we are components of time. Well, somehow uh, uh, these martyrs are on a grandiose scale. And if time goes by faster at the top of Mount Everest, can you just imagine what those martyrs at the altar in heaven, how fast time is going by for them, Levi? So their days and their years must be really short. And maybe, once again, I've already mentioned it, but maybe I should talk about it again. The silence in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to like it. It's exactly what the Bible says. There is silence in heaven for about half... Look, Revelation chapter 8. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal... Okay, so now we're done with all these components of time, right? I'm sorry, I shouldn't interrupt God's word. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Now, how long would that be in Reader, North Dakota? I have no idea, Levi. I don't know, but I do know you're right, and you stated it best. Somehow we are a component of time. And if that be true, the martyrs At the altar in heaven Is a greater Component Of time Um, um, Like they have a
1: More powerful charge
0: Well take note Who's the first one That puts on new garments We talked all about How God puts on a new garment right And talking about guess who gets the garments first I already read it to you. The martyrs are given new garments and told to wait a little while no, longer until the number of their fellow servants were to be martyred. Isn't that what I read to you?
1: Yeah. So. So does this mean that?
0: It means the they, martyrs. They experience. I'm sorry. Go ahead, son.
1: The martyrs have more. Must have more power because. They were getting direct negative um, energy from the people that hated them, correct?
0: Wow. Uh, I think that's above my pay grade. I I don't know. I do know that because they get the first change of garments, they experience the changing of time before we do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So – if you're on Mount Everest, you feel the great day of Hugh who of upon the throne before the people in Reader, North Dakota feel it. So they literally feel it first. They experience it first. So wait a minute. That means something else, doesn't it? Um, you caught me by surprise. Um, I don't want to – well, maybe I should. Maybe this is when the 1290 day tribulation kicks off. Maybe huh. I don't know. I haven't even thought about that yet, but maybe we start experiencing on earth the tribulation or the well, not the tribulation, but um the time leading up to it. The the first rider, the second rider, the third rider, the fourth rider Maybe we start experiencing those things the instant the martyrs in heaven gets their garments I, I don't know you took me by surprise. I haven't thought about it, but i like i stated that's that's above my pay grade
1: well yeah, I mean, but i I would think that uh i I would think um God would want time to go faster for the martyrs if they were impatient, and if they, you know, I mean, someone died for me, or died, you know, for um for God, I mean, do you really think he would take that lightly? I don't really, I mean...
0: Well, in your and I terms, what you're trying to say is, you would want them to experience... Uh, discomfort for the least amount of time, right?
1: Right. You would. Well, well, well I mean, um, they're kind of impatient because they want to be avenged.
0: Well, yeah, they want to be comforted, correct? Correct. The best, fastest way for them to be comforted is to do what? Have time accelerate for them. How else would you do so in creation? If you want somebody's misery... To be shortened, the best way to do that is to speed up time, so time goes by faster, right? Right. So maybe this is a machination because it literally says that they cried out to God. Right now they're being patient, they're being patient, they're being patient, they're being patient. But finally they've been in you know discomfort for so long because they're trapped here at the altar, you know. Uh, uh, finally they it reaches a crescendo and they start crying out to God. So God says, "Hey man, just 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 be cool." we got to change your garments first. Is this what... Look, who gives them the garments, man? Is this when God gets up off his throne? Is to issue out these garments? And then he says, wait 30 minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay? That makes sense to me. Does it not make sense to you?
1: Yeah, that does make sense. I mean...
0: I mean... Levi, what would your daddy do if he was to do the same thing to me? What would I do? I would get up. Oh, it seems I would to me. Now, now, listen to me, son. For real. If you were sitting on my couch, uh, on my bed, let's say you're on my bed and you're all bloody because you just got the holy crap pounded out of you. First thing I would do, uh, you know that I would get you new clothes and clean you up, right? Then what would I say to you? I'd say, just hang on a minute, Levi. I'll be right back. Is that not exactly what I would do?
1: Yeah. Well, what I wanted to say is, um, is, um, made me forget. Um.
0: Well, it was obviously something to do with these martyrs.
1: Yeah, it was. Um. Oh, yes. Um. It seems to me like God has, you know, he has, like, a Appointed time for everything, like, for, and I think that accounts for the angels in heaven as well. So I think maybe, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, like, have you ever seen the Horton Here's a Who movie where he has, um, he has a designated time for each and every one of his, uh, children? That's right, and you know, and they they have this certain amount of time to um, talk to him, stuff like that. Well, it's kind of like you know he was putting away time uh, for the angels in heaven to, um, well, to kind of prepare them. I mean, because really. Um, it sounds to me like he was trying to show them that yes, he's showing gratitude toward them, even though they're impatient. And he's, sh- and by, and by, um, sort of, um, cutting the time that he had for heaven, he's showing them gratitude. He's showing them that, um, that he's Heeding to their patience.
0: Which is a beautiful thing. You know, Levi, I'm gonna tell you a secret, okay? I'm literally gonna tell you a secret that Brother that Brother Marshall taught me when I was very young. I asked him, What is the most important thing that I could pray? And he was literally stunned and, and it bothered him. It literally bothered him, but we were at the church by ourselves because I was there taking out the trash. Um, I walked right past the church on my way home from school. So I would just go in on a certain day and get the trash and take them out because the next day was trash day for the church. And he was in there by himself praying at the altar, and I come in and interrupt him. So I got up, and, and I put this question to him. And this is what he said. You don't need to pray that your own prayers get answered. You need to pray that the prayers of those at the altar." get answered and at the time I was like at the altar what's he talking about well then you realize of course I read it to you that's why one of my favorite things that I pray that even your mother don't know this Levi even your mother don't realize that one of the main things I pray is how long O Lord holy and true they deserve to have their prayers answered Levi I don't Levi, would you consider your daddy to be a good guy or a bad guy? Good guy. But when I lose my temper, I can really lose my temper, can I? Yeah. Do I deserve to have my prayers answered? No, Levi. But this one thing I do know, Brother Marshall was right. The only ones in creation that deserve to have their prayers answered are those at that altar in heaven. Because I'm going to be stuck here Underneath the boot Of these ten kings That rule over this planet That's not going to change Until God answers the prayers Of those at the altar Levi So My prayers are only going to be answered After theirs have been Duh
1: I don't know I I just kind of Laugh never Think of it like that because I don't know. I don't know. It's like you kind of taking your own problems lightly. If you know what I mean?
0: Well, of course I take my own problems lightly. Have I been martyred? No. Have I been. Di- <laughs> Levi, they were fed to the lions, for God's sake.
1: They were worse. Some of them were worse than that.
0: They deserve to have their prayers answered.
1: And some of them were. Some of them were executed by the church.
0: I know Levi a lot of them were executed by supreme leaders of the church like John Calvin
1: Mm -hmm. very violently too I mean unnecessarily you know
0: well Levi your final thoughts on this we probably should wrap this up because I probably spoke a little bit more than I should have Um, you know but we ladies and gentlemen Please read Psalms one o two in correlation with the Lador vedor code and and I don't know just try believing it and and just try going to prayer and questioning the Lord about every single one why don't you just ask him? I mean <laughs> this blows me away uh if you want to know what. Psalms 102, verse 1 means, why don't you just pray and ask God about it? Why don't you just pray and ask Him, uh, what does verse 1 mean? And more importantly, why does the verse, why is it prefixed? Verse 1, a prayer of the afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Uh, Look, just believe it. And try praying about every verse And try cross-referencing every verse Just do everything you can Because I'm here to tell you You better know what it means Before we go back to the days of Noah That's the only thing I got to say So Levi, we obviously don't have time To cover chapter 106 We've done Been on here for over an hour So that's going to have to wait So why don't you say your goodbyes, Levi And um, your closing thoughts And uh, Then we'll have you pray I think that's what we'll do So see your closing thoughts
1: um, Well, I mean uh, God is good And um, Can't wait for the day When He is good to those who need it most And God bless Have a good night
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen If you um, Like this uh, Please do uh, share Please do send us your uh, Thoughts, your comments The website is according to The scripture at wordpress.com I want to thank my son For uh, joining me for this open Discussion On Psalms 102 And uh, Levi why don't you close us out in prayer buddy
1: Dear Lord Thank you for um, For this wonderful time We've had to Analyze your scripture And um, And to um, Understand uh, Your prophetic Signs And hopefully Um this broadcast comes as a um, as a as a light to guide many people's path paths to um, to understand your word and why you say the things you say pray, amen.
0: until next time ladies and gentlemen God bless Godspeed